When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And a very good Monday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again. The O, the Pain Podcast, Monday, December 11th, 2023. And the Joe Beningo, the Pain Podcast, brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company. Bye. You need a discount tire. And, of course, our friends at DraftKings. So, in what was a tumultuous week for the New York Jets, between all the stuff with Zach Wilson basically saying he didn't want to play anymore, he was worried about getting hurt, or at least that was the report that was out there, with all the insanity uh, that unfortunately involved me and and Coach Sala. And by the way, we're very good, Coach Sala and I. Let me just point that out as well. With all that stuff that was going on this week, all the craziness with the Jets, the Jets yesterday played their best game of the year, absolutely blow out the Houston Texans Texans in the second half, 30 to six, the final score yesterday at, uh, at MetLife stadium. And you know, where, where, first of all, here's the first question you got to ask, where the hell has this been all year? Where's it been? I mean, come on. And if you watch this game, it really was the tale of two different halves. The first half of this game was scoreless, no score. And if you watched, it was almost like, Okay, whoever was calling the plays in the first half, maybe there was somebody else calling the plays in the second half because the play calling completely changed. How many times in the first half did the Jets get solid field position and get nothing? There were two drives where the Jets started on the on their own 45-yard line and went three and out. Run on first down, no game. Run on second down, two yards, pass on third down, incomplete punt, right? There was that one sequence in the first half where Brees Hall had a tremendous game yesterday. Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, obviously Zach had the best game of his career yesterday. What a game he had, phenomenal. Over 300 yards passing, no interceptions. He did have that one fumble on that run, which actually led to the only Houston touchdown of the day. But nevertheless... I mean, he had a phenomenal game. There's no doubt about that. But there was that sequence in the first half. Jets got a first down on the Houston 39 after a nice pass and run play to, to Brees Hall. And what do they do? Do they take a shot on first down? <clears throat> a perfect spot in the field to throw the ball down the field, maybe take a shot to the end zone? No. They give the ball to Brees. He loses five yards, and it kills the drive, and eventually they got a punt. And it was almost like in the second half, Everything changed. How about the opening drive of the second half? The Jets right down the field throwing the ball. 
The only run, I don't remember any running plays on that opening drive of the second half, except for a about a three-yard scramble by Zach, which obviously was not a designed run. And they go right down the field. How many big throws did he make? How many big throws to Tyler Conklin? Big third-down conversions to Conklin in this game. How about how about Garrett Wilson? Nine catches, 108 yards. How about that one play, Zach? That Zach rolls out of the pocket, right? And then completely against the grain, throws the ball back to Garrett Wilson between like three guys for first down. And he did a similar thing later on in the game on a pass to Jeremy Ruckert for a first down. All of a sudden, the Jets are converting third downs. They went six for 15 on third downs uh, in this football game. Monster game, as I said, for both Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. Brees caught eight passes for 86 yards in the touchdown. Um, Carried the ball only 10 times, but for 40 yards, so a four-yard average, much better than the, uh, you know, barely two-yard average it's been of late. Garrett Wilson, nine catches, 108 yards. You know, even Randall Cobb. How about Randall Cobb? Where did this come from coming out of the cobwebs to catch a touchdown? I didn't even know Randall Cobb was on the field. Did anybody? <clears throat> All of a sudden, I see number 18 catching a touchdown pass. I had to do a double take. Who's number 18? And then, and then, every, I, and then it hit me. Boy, this is Randall Cobb. What? How about that jet sweep for the touchdown from about 10 yards out by Xavier Gibson? I mean, just this was like a different, different offense. And really, from the first half to the second half, it's almost like somebody else in the second half took the play calling away from Nathaniel Hackett. That's what it looked like. Maybe Rodgers called the plays. Maybe Salah called the play. I don't know. I guess Hackett was still calling the plays, but somebody must have said something to him at halftime. Hey, look, we got to start opening it up and throwing the damn ball on first down. And you saw the difference in the second half of this football game. Zach Wilson was absolutely brilliant. There's no other way to say it. Doing everything that I've been screaming about forever. Getting out. How many times did he get out of the pocket yesterday to make a big play? How many times? Unbelievable. I, I just, you know, and it's great. You're a Jet fan. You're thrilled. They ended this hideous five-game losing streak and, you know, actually put 30 points on the board. How about Zerline? Three for three for field goals. He hit a 51-yarder and a 55-yarder yesterday. Even Thomas Morstead, again, uh, with terrific punting, keeping Houston pinned back inside their 15-yard line. We saw that a few times. I mean, this was just a complete effort, and the defense was unbelievable. I mean, the defense yesterday, yeah, and the defense has been terrific all year, but they just completely shut down C.J. Stroud and that Houston offense. And I know Houston was missing a couple of their top receivers. I get it. I understand that. But C.J. Stroud, he was leading the NFL in passing yardage. He threw for 91 yards yesterday. 91 yards. Five sacks by the Jets, and eventually they knocked Stroud out of the game on a hit by Quinton Williams. And I got to tell you, I thought it was roughing the passer, and we actually got away with one. As a matter of fact, we even got a roughing the passer call yesterday. How about that? Indeed. And it clearly was. I think we got like three this year so far. They did call one on us later on, but it – it was also coupled <clears throat> It was coupled with a pass interference in the end zone. It really didn't matter. And, of course, Houston scored their only touchdown after that. And then, of course, missed the extra point. But, I mean, this was a, a an unbelievable beatdown yesterday by the Jet defense who played just a brilliant game. I mean, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, Michael Carter. I mean, nobody, 
You know, you're watching the uh, the Houston receivers yesterday. There's nobody open. There was no, you know, nobody open at all. Pressure on Stroud. You know, the one thing, you know, watching Stroud yesterday, as good as he's been, here's the one negative on him. He's really got no escape ability. I mean, he 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 is not really mobile at all in the pocket. So that's a big factor with him. He, you know, he can throw it, but he's strictly a pocket passer. And the Jets got to him yesterday a number of times. Just, you know, Bryce Huff had a terrific game. Quinton Williams had a terrific game. You know, you go right on down the line with the guys on the defensive line. Jermaine Johnson had a terrific game. You know, uh, Jefferson had a big game. I mean, they just played outstanding football yesterday. D, like I said, the, the guys in the secondary were just all over the receivers. This was the kind of game that we really, you know, why weren't we seeing this, you know, two months ago, really? And you just, you look at a game like yesterday, why weren't they letting Zach just go play fast and loose all year? I mean, you look back at some of the losses, you know, some of the really, I mean, losing to the crummy Raiders like they did. And the Raiders, I mean, I don't think they've won a game since, have they? I don't think so. They've looked terrible. They lost three nothing. How about yesterday? This is a game in perfect conditions in Las Vegas yesterday between the um, uh, between my uh, between my <laughs> perfect conditions between the Raiders <laughs> and the Vikings and Minnesota won the game three nothing with a field goal in the last two minutes of the game. What? How did the Jets lose to them? How did the Jets lose to the crummy L.A. Chargers who got beat again yesterday? I know Herbert got hurt. I understand that. But they got beat up by the Broncos yesterday in L.A. 24-7. And it seemed like, you know, there were more Bronco fans in the stands than there were Charger fans. How did they lose to that crummy team? I mean, you, you know, it's unbelievable. They should have never, obviously, going way back to the beginning of the season, they should have never lost to the Patriots, who stink, even though they had a nice win over Pittsburgh on Thursday night behind Bailey Zappi. I mean, come on. So you see a game like yesterday, you're happy, you're smiling as a Jet fan, finally get a nice win, Zach looks terrific, but where the hell has this been all year? I mean, it just really makes you crazy. And getting back to the defense, the only knock I can put on my defense is they don't force turnovers, and they had two interceptions right in their hands yesterday they dropped. One by C.J. Mosley, who as good as he's played, is the king of dropping interceptions. And then there was another one that hit Michael Carter right in the hands, and he dropped it. That's my only knock on this team, this def- on this defense. They don't court force enough turnovers. They sack the quarterback. You know, the secondary is really good covering guys out there, but they got to force more turnovers. They really, really do. Now, there's four games left, and let's see what happens. You know, you're actually excited now to see these four games. And I got to tell you, right, it is too. Any Jet fan out there that is upset that the Jets won yesterday because it hurts their draft position, you're not a fan of this team. Is that what you're worried about? I mean, haven't we learned over the years, does it really matter where you're drafting? It doesn't matter where you're drafting. We had the second pick in the draft. We took Zach Wilson. We had the third pick in the draft. We took Sam Donald. How many first-round picks have been disasters, right? You know. From Johnny Lamb Jones way back in 1980 to Vernon Golston 10 years ago. And we could go on and on. And there's a million other guys. 
So I don't want to hear this nonsense about draft position. I'm so tired of that. If you're a Jet fan, you want to win. I want to win games. They got four games left. Let's run the table. And you say, well, there's no way to do that. Well, let's see. They got Miami next week. Let's go. Let's go stick it up. My let, let's put a nice crimp in Miami's uh, joyride to the AFC East Championship. How about that? Can we do that? You know, in Miami's joyride to maybe the uh, home field advantage in the playoffs in the AFC, which right now would go to the Ravens, who are ten up and three down, and won a crazy game in overtime yesterday uh, against the Rams, where uh, they had a punt return in overtime to win the game 37-31 against L.A. And the Rams are playing a lot better football. There's no doubt about that. And the Ravens do play the Dolphins down the road. I believe the game's in Baltimore. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe it's I'm, – I'm not sure. But I think, I think it's in Baltimore like in two weeks or, or something along those lines. Why not go in there and beat the Dolphins? Right? Why not? And then they play the Commanders after that, a game the Jets should certainly win. They got a very tough game against the Browns on a Thursday night in Cleveland, uh, which will not be easy. The Browns, how about Joe Flacco yesterday? Can you believe it? Joe Flacco yesterday with a monster game as Cleveland knocked off the Jaguars 31-27. Trevor Lawrence did play in the game yesterday. And all of a sudden, the Jaguars have lost a couple games in a row. Cleveland, right now, in solid playoff position at eight up and five down. So. You got this Miami game this week on the road. The Commanders at home. Then you go to on a Thursday night to Cleveland, and then the Jets wrap it up with the Patriots in Foxborough. Let's go. Let's end the year on a five-game winning streak. Wouldn't that be unbelievable? And let's see more of Zach Wilson play in this way. And I'm going to say this again <clears throat> about Zach. For all the negativity that has surrounded him, for all the, you know, hoopla about him and he's not any good and on and on and on if this kid we know the kid has talent you saw the game yesterday kids got talent no doubt he can throw the ball he's got a great arm he's got great escapability all of that if this kid had been coached right from day one maybe it's a different story as he more than likely plays his last four games uh, as a jet coming up over the last month of the season so a nice win yesterday in the rain again. It seems like every freaking game at MetLife, whether it's a Jet or Giant game, is in the rain. I guess tonight, because the Giants play uh, Green Bay on Monday Night Football. I actually got two games tonight. How about that? Got a double edit tonight on Monday Night Football. You got the Giants and the Packers uh, at MetLife, and you got the Dolphins and the Titans down in Miami. So I guess one game's on ABC, the other game's on ESPN. But, um, Yeah. So you got a nice double dip tonight. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it seems like every game this year at MetLife, it's it's rained. And it rained crazy all day yesterday, a torrential downpour. And it's amazing. It sure as hell did not affect Zach Wilson. But, again, watching the game yesterday, it was almost like two different guys were calling the plays from the first half to the second half. And this is what I want to see going forward. Let Zach play. Throw the ball on first down. Let him use his legs to escape the pass rush. Yeah, no doubt. As clearly, Zach Wilson played his, and I don't even think it's debatable, best game ever as a a pro yesterday. First time, it's the third time he's thrown for over 300 yards. It's the first time 
he's thrown for over 300 yards and the Jets won the game. So, again, what was he? Uh, what was the final numbers? 27 out of 36, 301 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. He did have that one fumble on that uh, one run, which unfortunately led to the uh, the only score of the game by Houston. But, again, it didn't matter. The Jets just pounded him 30-6. to six. And the defense, again, just a phenomenal game by the defense yesterday. The only knock, again, got to get turnovers. They had two balls right in their hands yesterday that they did not come up with and should have. There was also a muffed punt by Houston on about their own four-yard line that, you know, was, of course, recovered by Houston. <clears throat> How many times is the ball on the ground and the Jets don't come up with it? It's really, uh, it's really unbelievable, no doubt about it. All right, let's get our sponsors in here. Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. Uh, it is, again, it is uh, Monday. It is December 11th. We're just a couple weeks away from Christmas. Christmas is on Monday this year, right? So it's actually, what is it, two weeks from today is Christmas? Is that what it is? Two weeks from today is Christmas Day. How about that? Crazy stuff. All right. I almost gave the phone number for WFAN, but I'm not on WFAN right now. <laughs> Although I will be later on at 4 o'clock in the afternoon uh, with Evan and Tiki. And do not, don't expect anything close to what happened last week. Don't worry about that. Anyway, let's get the sponsors in here. The Hackensack Brewing Company. And again, probably sometime after New Year's will be the next live podcast at the Brewing Company. Located 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, uh, less than 30 seconds off Route 4. In beautiful, who needs a house out in Hackensack? As a matter of fact, I won't sing it here. I did sing prior to the show when I do the little warm-up. I did a little Dancing Days from Led Zeppelin from the outstanding, the great houses of the Holy Album. So there you go. But uh, you don't want to hear it now. Anyway, the tap rooms open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, uh, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the Tombstones. Uh, come and see um, Mike Jones. Go see him. Go see uh, TJ, everybody over there, Herb, and, of course, Andre and everybody. And we'll let you know when the next live podcast will be. Uh, of course, I need a discount tire. Go see Johnny. Big game for Johnny's smiling because his Saints yesterday with a 28-6 to win over the lousy Carolina Panthers – and now you look at that AFC, excuse me, NFC South. You got three teams tied for first place. Tampa Bay beat Atlanta yesterday, 29-25. So right now you got Atlanta, New Orleans, and Tampa all six and seven tied for first place in that crazy NFC South. Oh, if only the Jets were in that division, right? So Johnny's smiling right now. Uh, but if you need work done on your car, uh, you need tires, you need your car inspected, see Johnny, see Ari over it. I need a discount tire in uh, Rivervale, New Jersey on Westwood Avenue and tell them I sent you. And last but certainly not least, you know, if you're going to bet on anything, maybe you bet the Jets yesterday. I had them. I loved them yesterday. I mean, you just had the feeling with all the, you know, cosmic forces that were going around the Jets this week that the, it was going to be a good one, you know, no doubt about it. As are you able to open that now? You got it? My wife ha has trouble opening uh because she's got arthritis in her hands. Not that anybody really cares, but <laughs> she laughs. But she has trouble opening the water, so she was able to do it. But anyway, if you're betting on anything right now, you know the way to go. Check out DraftKings. Uh, you know, use the uh, the code Oda Pain 
to sign up. New customers can bet five bucks, take home 200 in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code Order Pain. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Visit www.sot1800 Gambler.net in New York. Call 877 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467 369. All right, Beningo, the Order Pain podcast. Jacked up today after a rare jet win as they end their five-game losing streak and hopefully can, you know, have a nice run here to end the season. Wouldn't that be crazy? Think about this, two Jet fans. Wouldn't this be nuts if Zach continues to play the last four games like he played yesterday? Then what do we do? I mean, I guess that's a good problem to have. Well, let's, let's hope that that's the issue going forward. Let's hope that that's what we see. But how crazy was that? And again, to me, with Zach, it all comes down to this coaching and yesterday like I said it was almost like there was two different coordinators from the first half to the second half I don't know what happened like I said maybe Aaron Rodgers took over the play calling maybe he got in Hackett's head and said look <clears throat> Nathaniel enough okay let's throw the goddamn football all right anyway we'll see what happens against Miami on uh on Sunday down in Florida all right how about yesterday how about the Chief Bill game yesterday, right? And if you saw the end of this game, and I had the Chiefs, the one game I lost yesterday, and I got Miami tonight laying the big points against Tennessee, and we'll see, you know. But I went 2-0 and so far, and it depends on Miami tonight. 2-0 and in my picks on radio and on the uh, podcast, and 3-1 and in my picks with JJ that I do every week, pending tonight's game against Miami. And the one uh, with Miami and Tennessee. And the one game I lost was the Chief game. Chiefs were a point and a half favorite. They're losing 20 to 17. Late in it's in the fourth quarter, less than two minutes to go. Buffalo had just went ahead on a field goal, taking the lead. The Chiefs with two minutes left, have the ball, two timeouts, plenty of time for Patrick Mahomes to get it done. And they have this crazy play. Mahomes goes back to pass. He hits Travis Kelsey over the middle, big gainer, and then Kelsey throws the ball a backward lateral across the field to Sidarius Tony, who takes it in for what looks like, apparently looks like the game-winning touchdown. But wait, wait, wait. <laughs> the officials rear their ugly freaking heads again. Flag is down. They call Tony. For off offensive offside. What? And Pat, and, and let's be honest about Sidarius Tony. This guy, and, and look, he was a first-round draft choice by the Giants, and the Giants let him go because too, more often than not, this guy's playing with his head squarely up his ass. <laughs> no, he really. Remember, he cost the Chiefs that opening night game against the Lions, had some big drops in that game. He had a big drop in this game, too. Right? But nothing bigger than lining up offside to negate what would have been the game-winning touchdown that was scored by him. But let me say this, okay? Doesn't it be... See, the officials, to me, hunt penalties, okay? They're looking for penalties. Instead of maybe, you know, not calling something, even if it's even if it's there, but if it has no effect on the play, why the hell even call it, right? I mean, if there's some kind of an illegal contact that has not, I, there was a couple plays yesterday. Well, what was the game? Maybe was it was a cheap game, was it? Where, where there was a sack 
I, I think it was. There was a sack of Josh Allen that would have got the Chiefs off the field on third down, and they called this ticky-tack illegal contact play on the Chiefs to give the Bills a first down. How many times have you seen that happen where the quarterback gets sacked and then they get bailed out because there's a ticky-tack illegal contact call in the secondary, right? Over, we've seen it a million times. But getting back to this play with Tony, doesn't it behoove the official to say, hey, Sidarius, right now you're lined off offside. How about getting onside before the play starts? Why not? Didn't they used to do this in the old days, right? To me, that's more, it's, it's that. It's about having the play be okay instead of the official letting it happen and saying, I can't wait to throw that goddamn flag out there. I, well, I mean, I don't, you can't blame the teammates. They're not, they're looking, they're not looking at him, right? They're not looking at him, you know? So, I mean, you know, and, and even if you're Mahomes, I mean, you can't tell with him in front of you on the offensive line, if he's offside or not, you're not going to be able to notice, see that. So I, but I, to me, I, I, to me, it's on the officials. It really is. And how about letting it go? Because it had nothing to do with the play. Let's be honest about it. Did that, you know, ha- a centimeter or whatever that Tony was uh, offside. Did it have anything to do with the outcome of that play? Anything, not a freaking thing. And it's the typical. It's so typical. And Mahomes went crazy. I mean, Mahomes. I mean, you never. We never see Patrick Mahomes show any kind of emotion like that. But man, he threw his helmet on the sideline. I thought he was pissed off at Tony. To be honest with you. When I first, you know, Tony's sitting there with the hood on, looking all like, you know, all uh, discombobulated, and rightfully so. I thought I thought he was going after Tony. He was going after the officials. And I saw a thing. I, I My wife showed me something where after the game, he goes up to Josh Allen to congratulate him, hug him, and all that stuff. And he says to him, you ever seen such a terrible, something to the effect, have you ever seen a, a, such a terrible call by the officials? F-bomb's flying. F-bomb's flying, right. Unbelievable. Now, the officials, in there's too much. I say this over and over and over again. The officials have too much control over who wins these games. And I'm not, look, nobody's gotten more calls over the years than the Chiefs. I mean, you know, let's be honest. I mean, the Chiefs, you know, Taylor Swift sitting up there yesterday, you know, with all her girlfriends, and they're all going a little giddy. Kelsey had a good game yesterday. He played well. But. You know, she's sitting up there, all those Swifties and all them people, right? All the, all those guys, all those people with tons of money sitting up there uh, getting all excited <laughs> about uh, Travis Kelsey, right? About the Chiefs, right? All of that. So I'm not uh, shedding any tears for Kansas City. I mean, you know, we got holes. That game where the Jets played them earlier in the year, that Sunday night game, and uh, still reeling from that brutal, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, pass interference or legal contact call on Source Gardner, that negated an interception by Michael Carter, which might have, uh, you know, led to the Jets winning that game. So the Chiefs get called. I mean, there's nobody's getting more calls over the years than the Chiefs. But we don't have to go too far. Let's go back to last year's Super Bowl and that bogus, I don't know, forget, was it illegal contact, uh, 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 pass interference on the Eagles that basically ended the game for Kansas City to win the Super Bowl last year. So, you know, they got you know, the, the Chiefs have gotten their share of calls. So maybe they had this one coming. Maybe they did. But you know me. And I had the Chiefs. So, and I hate Buffalo. I want Buffalo to lose, man. 
I hate the Bills. You know, it's funny. All the years that I, as a Jet fan, I always I always hated the Dolphins more than anybody. You know, New England and Buffalo were always kind of, I was a little indifferent to them, right? Then, of course, things changed the way you hate New England more than anybody because they were winning all the time with Belichick and sticking it up our ass, you know? Okay? But now it's all shifted now. Now the team I hate the most in the division is Buffalo. I can't stand them. I can't stand Josh Allen and and Sean McDermott. Doesn't he look like just the biggest asshole that ever lived? I mean, really? I mean, he makes Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Eagles, look like, you know, Mr. Happiness. He does. I mean, I, I can't stand. And McDermott had this controversy with the comments he made about the 9-11 hijackers and all that came out this week. And obviously he apologized for that. But, you know, still, I, I whatever. I, I just can't stand McDermott. I can't stand him. And I want to see Buffalo not make the playoffs so they could fire him. I can't stand the guy. And that was a big win there for Buffalo yesterday. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to look at my book here. Let me see here. Let me see. Where is it? I'm pulling it out. I believe they play the Cowboys next week, right? Buffalo? Yep. Cowboys Bills in Buffalo next week. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so that's that's a that's a that's quite an interesting game. You know, I'd feel a lot better about Dallas winning it if they were home because they've been unbelievable home. And last night, blew out the Eagles, uh, one of my top picks of the week. Blew the Eagles out 33-13. I actually went to bed at halftime. Dallas was up 24-6 at halftime, and I was super confident they were winning the game. And they did. 33-13, the final score. The Eagles have now lost two games in a row. And they're actually tied with Dallas for the uh, NFC East lead at 10-3. and But Philly still has the inside track to win the division. If Philly runs the table the rest of the year, uh, the last four games of the year, they win the division. And his Philly has, how about this? I mean, right? Who they play this week? I think they play the Giants this week, right? Coming up, don't they? Philly? Where is it here? No, they play the Seahawks this week. They play Seattle on Monday Night Football in Seattle, which won't be an easy game. Seattle losing again to San Francisco yesterday without Geno Smith. But the Eagles played twice against the Giants this year yet. They got two games with the Giants left. So even though Philly's lost two in a row, even though Dallas beat him yesterday, Philly still has the inside track to win the division. So we'll see. But the Cowboys win last night, 33-13. All right, everybody have a great week. Uh, I'll be on later on with Evan and Tiki. Don't expect any any excitement with that discussion this week. Don't worry about that. You can uh, check my podcast out again on Friday. Everybody have a great, great week. Enjoy the doubleheader tonight on Monday Night Football, Giants, Packers, Dolphins, Titans, and all the love.